Hi, everyone. Welcome to Blame It on the Vag, where each week we take you on a tour through our vaginas. I'm Jenny. And I'm Abby. This week we have a special guest on, Sheila from the podcast Sex Angelus, to talk all about sex. But first, how's your vag this week, Jenny? It is still misbehaving. It's been lots of fun, <laughs> but I, w- I was going to tell you that Lolly, we had another ping in her neighborhood. Oh. Yeah. The lady across the street was complaining to my sister-in-law. She's like, oh my God, I started two weeks early. <laughs> <laughs> she sparkled in with her. Yes. Cindy goes, oh, that's Lolly. You've been spending a little too much time over here at the homestead and uh, you got sucked in by her vortex vagina. <laughs> So awesome. So we may not have to march her up a mountain like a cell tower. We just may have to move her from neighborhood to neighborhood once a month. Yes. (laughs) Tell everyone things up. How's your vagina this week, Abby? Oh, my vagina is okay. I'm on the, the curse this week. I can't believe it's already been a month. You know, sometimes it comes and you're just like, what? I mean, for you, it's like two weeks later, so (laughs) not a month for you. Yeah, I had a conference at work, and I was so afraid. It was supposed to start the first day of the conference, but it didn't start until the last day of the conference, so it actually cooperated for me. Oh, my God, it's a miracle. It's a vagina miracle. It is a vagina miracle. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to introduce Sheila. Um, She lives in L.A. and is the co-host of a podcast called Sex Angeles. Um, She and I know each other from growing up in Missouri together. She was my best friend's neighbor. But, Sheila, didn't you move away at some point? Yeah, I moved to southern Missouri, actually, when I was about 13 or 14. Okay. Yeah, I've been all over Missouri. Yeah. And then now I've been in LA for over a decade. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your podcast. It's been really fun. I mean, we just kind of, we have people from all walks of life come on and we interview them uh, from polyamorous to like, you know, porn stars to virgins to people that have been married for 25 years. And it's great. We actually have an episode coming out on Tuesday where we had a girl who's, who was younger and she was kind of a victim of the, the James Franco thing. I don't know if you heard oh. that he broke. He's getting sued. But um, we were actually going to release it a little later because we're kind of ahead, schedule, ahead of schedule. And after everything just like coming out, we're just going to release it. But it's it's really interesting and it's really sad. Like she has this friend and she was a virgin and he like really wanted to take the virginity of the friend and just like just bizarre. And it's just it's just a, such a, you know, just example of where society's at that a 40 year old man is like getting these hotel rooms, whatever. I, but anyway, so that episode should be very interesting. And that comes out on Tuesday. You know, some of uh, some of our episodes are really fun and just like happy and and some of them are more intense and involve like child um, abuse and molestation and rape. And I mean, you know, it's just anything with sex, it can get, you know, just like with your show and periods, it's like it can get really scary and it can get really dark and or it can be super happy and fun. And yeah, it's just. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I look forward to it every Tuesday. I get yeah. to listen to it at work. I'm doing books. Just the the different people that you have on and all the different topics that you discuss that make it so interesting and keep people coming back, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I really am happy with it. We're working on a lot of things, you know. Um, it takes time. Perfect. Yeah. So, podcast. Yeah. So go listen. Please. I think our listeners will like it. So. Yeah, we'd love to have you. It's fun. Yay. 
<laughs> okay, so we're going to start with some questions. First off, Sheila, we have to ask, how is your vag? Well, I have two notes on that. She's pretty happy today. The first note is that I had a date last night, so the vag got action. Yay! Exciting. I didn't have sex, but um, it was kind of funny because he was like, I got out of my first day of grad school, and I was like, like really looking forward to meeting him, but it was kind of a last-minute thing. And then he's like, oh, well, my roommate borrowed my truck for moving, so it might be like eight. And then the roommate was late because they were feeding him pizza, and like basically he tried to cancel so I kind of just, like, called him out on it, which I do all the time in L.A., and it never works. Like, men are just like, fuck you. I was just like, okay, this tells me that you don't want to inconvenience yourself, even though I've been here studying, and I spent $30 on dinner, and, like, I have my dogs, and, like, I and I'm waiting for you, and that you're going to not come because you're tired. And then he just completely, like, was like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Like, that never happens. Like, he was actually a decent guy. He's like, you're right. I just was tired, and... Yeah, but I'll be there. He's like, I'm oh. so sorry. Yeah, he was so sweet. Um, just really sweet, awesome guy. He's like a behavioralist. I guess I shouldn't say too much because there's not very many of those in L.A., but <laughs> a really good guy, like, uh, you know, had a really good upbringing and just very kind and sweet. And I never bring people to my apartment. It's, like, very small. And, like, I mean, um, if you listen to the podcast, you've heard, like, my main dude for, like, three years that I finally cut off, like, in May – um, he's never been to my apartment, like three years, you know, like, what? I yeah, like he, well, he has a nice place. So, well, we yeah. but anyway, so I had him over and I got a little action. Like we didn't do anything. It was just some hand play. I don't know how graphic you guys get on this, but, um, but you can be as graphic as you want. Yeah. So he fingered me and it was really nice and sweet and we cuddled and kissed and he was just kept calling me beautiful. And like, so yeah, Vaj is happy. And then my second note is that I used to not let myself masturbate in the morning because I had so much guilt about it and like, oh, it's it's going to take my energy. And we recently had a guest and it hasn't released yet and probably won't for like a couple months. But she helps women find their orgasm and she knows like all this stuff about, you know, orgasming. And she actually told us that um, like the whole physical anatomy of it, which I don't remember all of it, but like this little tissue that makes the cum come out and like just I mean, just all this stuff. And but basically she told me like for women it can be an energetic, it can give you energy. Whereas for men, it depletes them. They're, they're recreating the sperm and it's like completely different. So now I don't have guilt. So I quickly got off this morning and was like, okay, okay I'm awake. Like I always feel more awake after. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when I do it at night, it helps me sleep. Yes. But then in the morning, it helps me wake up. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> really yeah. weird how it's different. Yeah, that's kind of my routine now. And I, I don't usually do it any time other than the morning and night and but yeah, happy batch today. So yay, good. She's not always happy. So oh my god, I've never done it in the morning. So now I feel like I'm missing out. You, you have to. And if you get the right toys, you you'll do it all day long. Like <laughs> yeah, my sister in law sent me reviews for something on Amazon that was like a clit sucker, but it also like got the G spot and the. Reviews were hilarious. I'll send it to you, Abby. Like, oh, yeah. people oh, were saying that, like, <laughs> they had out-of-body experiences. And <laughs> don't do it when anybody's in the house. Don't do it when the kids are home. <laughs> Please listen to me. Please. Don't do it if you have to drive afterwards. <laughs> You'll have awesome. to call somebody else to pick up the kids. Like, just hilarious reviews. That's so funny. That's amazing. <gasps> yeah, send it to us. <laughs> 
So this leading us to our second question, Sheila, because we've are, we've covered um, periods. We want to know about your first period, if you remember it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't prepared, and I I don't think my parents ever talked to me about it at all. And I was just scared. And I remember just being like, I had dance class that night, and telling my mom, I'm not going. I started my period and like making this big deal. And she was just like, you're going and just like snap out of it. And just like, I mean, she did her best. She, she, you know, right. she, but it was traumatic, but I went to the dance class and that was probably the best thing. I mean, maybe I would have just like sulked, but yeah. And just like, it was just, Oh, I remember those big thick pads and yeah. The boots <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, being a teenager is rough and like in school and trying to pretend that you don't have these big pads, like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm holding the stick in the pad in the pocket. <laughs> like, How old were you? I think I was 12. I might've been 13. Uh, well, no, I had to have been, yeah, I was before I moved. So I think I was okay. 12. God, I did start early. Yeah. I, I started at 10. Yeah. <laughs> You're the weirdo. <laughs> totally some girls start like at age eight now especially with all the hormones and the milk and everything like it's really bringing it up so i don't think 10 too bad yeah Not we anymore. were talking about that mm-hmm. yeah. so we're gonna go into dating do you feel like dating and sex in la is different than in the midwest or anywhere else I do. I feel like it's different. Um, of course, I haven't dated in the Midwest for like 10 years. But when I was in college in St. Louis, I, I feel like people were more open and available. You know, it's like out here, it's so expensive. And no one feels ready to settle. It's like until they're like late 30s. Because, you know, like men and women, like to start a real relationship, you want to feel like, oh, I, I have money that I could go in on a home or just all of it. And it's just and everyone's trying to get ahead and everyone wants to date up. Like you don't want to date down. And I, I've like, I had men actually tell me this and I'm like, Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm a nanny in grad school. Like if you're trying to date up, you're going to have to, you know, and then I won't hear from them. Um, and it's, it, it's a thing. Like they really want to date someone with more, I mean, what just, uh, you know, higher like money or yeah. success or social media. Like it's just, it's a really like, cesspool in a way but it's also has a lot of amazing creative uh imaginative people so it's like it's it's great but kind of not great and then there's like you know so much swiping and everyone's single and it's like it doesn't matter if you're a 40 year old man or 50 year old man you can get some 20 year old pussy you know what I mean like it's like in Missouri I feel like it's just a different climate and here it's just a little harder but I do think that like as I get older into my as I kind of trickle into my mid thirties, I, I do see that it's like getting better. Like, I feel like the men are a little more like maybe want to start settling down or, and I kind of know more of what I want. I feel like if I would have picked a partner in my twenties, like who knows what kind of person I would have attracted. It was just such a messy time. Right. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I think it is, I think it's different. I really do. And I think it's probably even different from New York. It's just like, it is different. Although we're getting a lot of people, people in LA are from everywhere. So you get, yeah, everybody's, yeah, yeah, everybody's migrating out there. Yeah. I mean, dating out here, there still is that sort of like, oh, we don't want to be too available because we want to see what the next thing around the corner is. You know what I mean? Like somebody better might come along. I think that's what, yeah, it's just, 
or without yeah. dating. Yeah, yeah. So um, I can see maybe there would be a difference there. Well, I feel like in L.A., too, you never are sure if you're getting the real person. You know, like that was my thing. Who am I? Is this really who you are? Or is this the face that you're putting on for everybody else? And I'm just getting to see that face. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's with anywhere. But but yeah, I mean, I felt like that last night. I was like, you seem way too good to be true. Like, <laughs> what's like, wrong with you? Right. First, the, like, you wanted to just work with special needs kids from age 19. Like, why? You know, right. like, just, yeah, like I was Nobody's just that really confused. <laughs> yeah, he seems to have, like, such a good heart. But I'm like, okay, you either have a good heart or you're a sociopath and you're mimicking. <laughs> like, you know. Right, right. <laughs> it's hard when you've been through the ringer a few times. Yeah. Across people. So we're, we're going to hopefully build that trust. And I think, I think I'd like to keep it out of the apartment. For a couple, like, it, we had fun messing around, but I feel like I need a, just a couple dates to get to know the person. To go out, yeah. yeah. Stay out of your space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a different mentality or vibe from people from L.A.? Yeah, I mean, it just depends. Like, there's definitely little, I feel like there's little cultures, you know, and there's the people that are just here that are from the Midwest or from wherever and good, and they're just, like, working and interesting and then there's like the the like more alternative hipsters and then there's the married but there is this little climate of like people that want everyone to know like how amazing they are and I feel like LA really gets that so if you're like kind of a narcissist and you think you're you know the shit where do you move LA you know you moved LA and you like have something to prove and you have this nice car and you're on Instagram we have a lot of that and it's like they're actually not usually celebrities but they think they are, or they want to be, or maybe they're like reality TV. Or like we get a lot of that, and that's a really gross climate. And then it's at particular like places and um, down Sunset, like, and it's just like certain atmospheres. And like you go in, and you just see like everyone's like looking at you, and it's just like this weird energy, and it's not everyone's really insecure but that is like a weird little pocket and I don't, I don't think that's like all of LA but that definitely has that and that dating is like I mean just ghosting I don't attract that anymore I did in my 20s I think now I just see it from a mile away like even in their picture like you can just see on their face and they're like look at the tiger or like look at the celebrity but like I just stay so far away from it but there is that climate in your 20s and I don't think that's in any other city I think that's particular to LA and it's like really gross and they're like hey I'm up in this this rooftop or like they'll, they'll invite you to their like eight bedroom house or like one they're renting or like a penthouse and they'll have like crystal and like it's just but it's like all to get like 20 year olds like there's just a really scummy and there's probably a little of that in every city but I think a lot of it in LA so you have to yeah. be careful when you're young and naive and you come out here there's a lot of James Franco's you know (laughs) right you know at least he had the you know he is a good actor like at least he had something going for him but there's like people that are just like like um and there's a lot of privilege and there's a lot of people that just grew up really wealthy and they never had to do anything and and not that that growing up wealthy can be really difficult and I don't a lot of friends from a lot of money that are really good people and they work really hard, but there are bratty people that are poor and then there's bratty people that are rich and the bratty people that are rich, they had a lot more opportunity to be bratty because they were just like, all of their mistakes were wiped away. Like I went on this date with this one guy and he was telling me how like, Oh yeah, I went to Dodger stadium and spent $10,000 on my Amex. And then I just said it was stolen. And he's like, they just totally wiped it clean. Like my parents are super rich and we have tons of line of credit. And he was just bratty. And like, he was just like, 
wanted to go buy me lingerie and it was like our first date and he's like I want to get you some panties so you can wear them and just like gross stuff like that and there's a lot of that in LA and you just have to be like dude you're fucking spoiled and like what are you doing with your life it's just a whole other level yeah yeah, it's like it's like there's privilege in every city but I think it's like especially when you go up in Beverly Hills or something not that everyone that grows up in Beverly Hills is like that but there's just like that pocket in every city, but if it's on top of that, growing up in Beverly Hills, you can get even brattier. I can see why they all kind of stick yeah. together. Yeah, they hate each be, other. There used to be some really bad behavior. Like, I've heard so many horror stories. <laughs> but it's also a great city and beautiful, and the weather's nice, a lot of culture. So I'm not trying to rag on it too much. I left there because I didn't think the weather was so nice. Of course, now it's, like, nicer than it was the last decade where we were getting into the hundreds in October and now we're actually having rain this year and you can thank me for that because I moved (laughs) if I was still there it'd be 108 right now (laughs) for like three weeks straight no it was never that way for three weeks straight it would just seem like it you'd look at the forecast and you'd just be like so depressed because you're like we're never getting out of this for like 10 days yeah we didn't have too much of the heat this year yeah just like little bits but it's not too humid and there's a lot of wind and like I don't know I, I but I'm also like I love like I grew up without air conditioning like I, I just was so hot all the time like I'd be sweating in bed and so I don't know I'm used to the, the heat doesn't bother me but I do definitely like it now it's like this crispy October like it's like 70s but very crispy and windy nice Ooh. yeah it's really nice right now Stay <laughs> like this See, I grew up in Southern California, so I just, yeah, so the weather for me was just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. You know? You're used to it being, yeah. Yeah, so I just, it, it was it was time for the move, and I do, I like the weather up here a lot better, but I'm a cold weather person. So you're up north, right? Yeah, I'm um, above Seattle now. No, oh, that's great. I bet it's beautiful. It's I'm on the coast, though, which is good, so we don't really get snow. But, of course, in January this year was, like, the worst snow they'd ever had in, like, 20 years. Like, it had never snowed. there. And nobody, no, exactly, nobody told me that we weren't supposed to go into work one of the days. So I just assumed that you were supposed to slide all over the road and make your way into work. because I just thought that's what you do up here. I didn't know. So I show up and there's like no one at work except for one other librarian because he had like forgotten something there. And he's like, I walk in and he's like, oh my God, what are you doing here? (laughs) I can't believe you got on the road. Like you should have called the snow line. I'm like, what the fuck is the snow line? Like nobody even told me there was a phone number that you call like hey this is the snow line the whole city is shut down today stay home (laughs) it was it was like just crazy we get texts like from the county it was like la in the rain sheila you know how when like you have a rainstorm every so often and it'll be like storm watch 2019 and everything will shut down because of yeah. the rain. that's what it was like with the snow up here because they're so not used to snow in this area that they don't even snow plow oh. so yeah we had people who couldn't come to work for like a week because oh. they lived down a hill and they couldn't get up the hill oh, wow. and <laughs> someone back a lot right yeah. and there I were like 
there were two libraries we couldn't even reach <laughs> because they were snowed in for a good two yeah. weeks. It was uh, crazy. Wow. Yeah, and I think we're supposed to get that kind of winter again this year, and I am not looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. we've got to figure out something with this climate change because it's just getting worse and worse. Yeah. But it's a whole other podcast. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, let's bring it back to sex. That's more <laughs> Yeah. So how old were you when you um, first started? I, You know, maybe not even just having sex when you first started fooling around with other. Um, I, I started having sex when I was 17, um, almost 18. And then, I mean, I, I had a first kiss at 15. It was very innocent. So, yeah, around 17. And what's your sexual orientation? I'm bisexual. I lean towards the men. But I've definitely had sex with my share of women. But, I mean, I think relationship-wise, I mean, and that might just be how I grew up. And, like, um, you know, I, I tend towards men in relationships. And the few times I've tried to date women, um, they thought I was too into men. So I got kicked out of the lesbian club, I guess. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> but I women I mean I think I tend like I feel like one out of a hundred men I'll be attracted to or is one out of like 500 women I mean but all the women I dated were like extremely gorgeous like I feel like almost any woman would have wanted to date them like even if they're like I'm straight I'd be like well look at her and they'd be like oh okay never mind yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that. yeah. I don't know I think sexuality is even calling myself bisexual is like I mean but I don't know I think sexuality is such a spectrum yeah, as I get older, like, for me, it, it I can see it more as a spectrum than, like, black and white, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's just a couple of body parts difference. I mean, it's not that yeah. different. It's not, if you, you know, we're all human, and humans can be really sexy. Exactly. <laughs> What's the craziest thing um, that you have done in the bedroom or outside of it? That's a good question. I don't... I don't get too crazy. Um, I feel like the craziest thing I can, th- I don't know if crazy is the right word, but I definitely have had some sex that was really like, that I like got off like 10 times and it was just like, just kept going and like that kind of thing. And to me, that's not the norm. So I guess that'd be like crazy. Um, and I have been with a couple, um, which was actually a really sweet experience. Um, it was really nice. Uh, I knew the guy we had dated and then he met the girl. He was like completely in love with her and she was really into me. And then it just kind of slowly happened and that was a nice thing. And then he moved and, um, to take a big writing job in New York. He just had a big film out. Um, I won't say his name, but like, yeah, it's like he's, you know, he went on to success and I see him sometimes when he's in town just as a friend. But so that was, I mean, I don't think that was crazy, but it was definitely different. It was different. Yeah, that's interesting. And so did, and she was cool with it, right? Yeah, it was her idea. I think that's kind of, like, where I, like, I'm very pro-women. So, it's, like, when when a guy's, like, hey, you know, threesome, my girlfriend, like, and the guy, the girl's not really into it, that's not, not sexy for me. It was, like, more, right. like, she, I think she was more almost lesbian, you know, like, she was kind of feeling not as turned on, and she was just, like, needing that, and she had, it was, like, her idea. So, I think that's kind of, like, part of what made it, you know. Like, made you feel like it was okay to do it. Yeah, like her permission. Yeah, exactly. I didn't feel like I wanted it to be empowering for her and not like some kind of thing that she was just signing on to to appease her man, which often happens. And I think it's, 
you know, and I don't think that that is healthy, you know, I don't, yeah. unless both parties are really on board and it was, and, it, and they did end up breaking up, but it wasn't have anything to do with that. Like she moved and then he was so busy with work that she didn't want to be in New York. And it was like a year later, nothing to do with me. We um, hooked up probably about three times and it's not something, I mean, there's a lot of, that's kind of hip right now in LA. Like there's a app for it. Um, I think it's probably ever, it's like fielder or something. Um, and it's not really my thing. Like I want, I, I'm monogamous and I like just to have a partner and I, you know, but um, it is kind of a thing now, like a lot of couples um, and it's all over like TV shows and things like that. People with kids, conservative couples just are bringing in like a third party. So I think it's interesting and it's definitely out there, but I don't, I just don't think it's for me. I, I feel like um, with my particular psychology, I get like abandonment and like I get like, like fear and I don't know, it's not too bad, but it's like if I'm entering into a couple, it's easier, easier than if. I was in a couple, I, I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, who knows if I, maybe if I've been with somebody for five years and that was just like the trust was so there, then maybe it would work. But it seems to me as much as I know myself that like, it wouldn't be for me. Like, I'd be like, Oh, are you in love with her too? Like, you know, right. I just, I, even though I can conceptualize that I can love other people, there's still that block of thinking, Oh, if he has sex with her, he still loves me. And again, that might be like a internalized thing from childhood and, or something, but it just is what it is. And I have to like appreciate it for what it is. But um, that was a little bit of a tangent, but that's the craziest thing I can think of. What was your worst sexual experience? I feel like there was, there's not one that like clearly stands out besides like losing my virginity, which was just a bad experience. Um, I was just like in high school and I was on, we, pills were popular and I was on Xanax and I just, just wasn't the best experience. Um, but the only thing that pops in my mind is just collectively of all these like little experiences in my twenties. I really don't like when I have sex with someone and I don't know them very well. And then like after we have sex, they like have to jump in the shower. Like just any of that, like just that feeling of like, like I don't do that anymore. Like I'm always like, okay, it's going to be a night you're staying over and like, we're going to cuddle after. Like, I just feel like that disconnect of for me. And I know that for some people it's more primal and it's just like, get me off and then go. Um, for me, that's always the worst. Like, that's just not something that I vibe with. It leaves me feeling like, like good that I got off it, but then like strange. Yeah. Yeah. And female, we have that attachment thing. And there's, there was a lot of that, I think, in my 20s. I mean, I wasn't, like, super active, but, you know, if you go over a span of 10 years, it's like, you know, there's sex that happens, and some of it was like that, and just, like, or just not getting, or not hearing from them, and just any of that, just, like, I'm going to have sex with you and then walk away, yeah. whether literally or figuratively. Yeah, and it makes you feel kind of empty. I never liked it either. Yeah, I just feel like, a, like, even guys that I've dated for a long time that were like, oh, I like to shower after, like, I mean, there was a guy that I was with for, like, a year, and it's still, like, when I look back on that, I'm like, I can't believe I put myself through that, you know? It's like, when you're getting their attention, and you're having this great sex, it feels great, but then there's always that, like, 10 minutes after where you're like, oh, I feel so shitty, like, come cuddle with me, and they're like, oh, I'm all sweaty, and it's just, it's not my style. I mean, some people, that works for them, it's just not my style. Like, I like to just, like, be with the person, and they can wait a couple minutes, then we can, you know? So that's yeah. Yeah, I, I'm one of those, like, I have to shower because my vag is a cunt, but, <laughs> um, I wait, like, we cuddle, like, it's like, two minutes, half an hour, like, if it's I mean, we wait, yeah. It was like, yeah, my dick gets a little, like, I don't know, it's just, it's just when there's no explanation, and like, there, 
Yeah, it's. I think it just takes communication, and there are certain circumstances where obviously I'd be like, okay, yeah, you have psoriasis, like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. or whatever, you know what I mean? But it's just, yeah, it's just when they're not communicating, and it's just disconnecting, and they don't care, like, I've gotten what I needed, so I'm going to walk away now. Right. Versus, even if it's to the shower, or if it's, like, not texting for a couple weeks, or, like, yeah. Abby, maybe you need to have more sex in the shower so that you can just wash afterwards, crawl out, and then cuddle together. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Josh would go for that. He's too much of a like a OCD. Like I think it's just too <laughs> cramped and too messy or something. I don't know. He's like, a, he's like one of those neat freaks. And it's never as sexy as it not. sounds, and you can't agree, or at least I could never agree when I was with someone else. Whether or not, like, the temperature in the shower was okay. Because I love hot, hot showers. And apparently I love hotter showers than anyone else on the planet. Because no one has gotten in. Well, no, because I have had sex in the shower with a woman. And (laughs) she's like, I'm burning, mom. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, she she didn't like it either. She was like, it's too hot. I'm like... (laughs) What are you talking about? It's perfect. No, it's too hot. You got to turn it down. But then I turn it down and I'm freezing. So right. and you it's can't always, yeah, it's always awkward. It's never as fun as it sounds. No. Really and then not. there's like weird, weird and getting it in is weird. And like, right. I mean, I've like slow top for shower on my knees and it's really sexy for them. Oh. But I'm, there's water in my face and like, yeah. <laughs> Like, this does not feel sexy. And then there's, like, sloshing sounds and, like, yeah. you know. Just, like, I'm, like, drinking water and then I'm, like, oh, yeah, I got to, like, keep busy. Like, it's just, like, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird thing. That could be a whole episode, too. Like, totally. places that seem sexy to have sex but are actually very awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess the sex shops, like, uh, there are some shower tools, like handlebars and things you can get. And I think if I had all that, then maybe it'd be, like, <laughs> in the water, like, pushed away. Like, I'm sure it works for some people. I'm sure there's couples out there that are, like, super rich and have the whole setup, and they're, like, you know, I'm sure I'm sure it can work. And it's but, not, like, a tiny little shower <laughs> you're trying to fit into. Exactly. They rig it out like a gym. <laughs> Dreams, goals. Yes. That'd be nice. On a, um, a sex shower. A house. Just the guest house. It's all for sex. So you had the date last night. So yeah. Are you just, um, you're just dating around right now? Um, yeah. I'm kind of giving up on the, the three-year guy. Like, he had taken me out on a date, and I felt like we were trying, and then... He canceled on me, and it just, I just, like, was, like, I don't want this anymore. Like, I feel like I'm chasing. I feel like, even though I was, like, waiting for him to contact me, but I was just, like, why? And I had to really look at that. Like, why was this so comfortable for three years? Like, and I think it is because my dad was very emotionally unavailable. He moved. Um, and But having that awareness around that and through therapy, it has made me realize, like, the guy last night, if I would have tried to date him even like two years ago, I would have been completely freaked out because he like texts me every day. He's like very sweet. And I mean, we had been ta- talking for like three weeks, but I, I, I was kind of afraid to meet him. And then he's like holding eye contact and I have no idea if it's going to go anywhere, but I do think it's good practice for being like, Oh, he's available, you know, and like yeah. wants to 
hold my hand and tell me I'm pretty and like you know and that used to really make me uncomfortable because that was not like my dad wasn't like hi I love you like he never looked at me he never I mean he looks at me but you know what I mean like when it's available versus like oh hey. I mean my dad was great he was very nice very great guy but he was just dealing with his own stuff and so he was emotionally distant yeah and just physically like he moved out and my parent you know it just my parent and my mom was very depressed and she was very unavailable so I think that a lot of our patterns of like what love looks like whether it's like I mean it's the same with abuse victims like they just keep going back to abusers because that's what love was modeled that's what it looked like Mm -hmm. got love you got abused and then oh I'm sorry I'm sorry and that was just love so I think that like I've had to really look at my models and patterns and be like okay so so Wish me luck as I date the more available and let the guys text me and be into me. Yeah. I nothing wrong with them. Like you'd be into anyone. Like you're desperate or like, and that's just such a flawed way of thinking. Well, he sounds great already. Yeah, he really. Where did you meet him? On an app called Hinge. Which one is that one? Um, this one I really like it because you have to match with them. Like you see who has liked you, and then you can start a conversation with them. Or you can see this other pile of people and then try to match with them and then they can start a conversation with you. But basically, to start a conversation, two people have to be matched. And, I mean, they're all kind of similar, the dating apps, but I feel like it's a good one. I feel like it's not hookup-y. I'm never on Tinder because I feel like... I know a lot of people I've met on Tinder and are married, but it's overall, it's like a hookup site. Mm-hmm. You know, like a which one is Which one's more popular um, in L.A.? Is it that uh, Hinge one or... I don't know. I feel like because there's so many people, I feel like, I mean, there's Happen, Bumble, Hinge, OkCupid, which has uh, been around forever. And now they started like a whole new billboard campaign where it's like, uh, so DTF is like down to fuck. But instead it says like DTF down to fold laundry or down to like it says all these different, but they're actually cute. And they're like the coloring and they're really, it's a good ad campaign. So that's kind of come back. Um, and Tinder's just always been there, but I feel like everyone's just on a bunch of them, like, which is yeah. really sad because we're just like popping them open and being like, and it's too overwhelming. <laughs> like I'll go months without responding. And then I'll be like, I'm lonely. I need to try. And then I'll go and I'll have like 30 messages in each app. And then you have to like filter and be like, why did I like him? Like, Oh, he's weird. You know? And it's just like this whole uh, like agonizing process. So lately I've just been trying to be very specific and then, when I like someone, just give my number to them and just follow that through. And so I want to just kind of see where this goes. But I think I might have already pressured him too much because I was like, well, did you want to date around? Or like, when was the last time you had sex? Like, I was asking him all these questions. And he's just like, like. Dude, we're like getting older. We can't fuck around, man. Like, <laughs> like let's get this done. Yeah, it was like I was laying it all out. And he seems on board. He's like, yeah, I don't have a lot of time. He's like, I just want to date one person. And he's like, you know, I want kids. And like, so. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I don't fuck around anymore. With yeah. The, yeah, why? The time, life is short. It is, man. And you know, everybody's everybody not on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're not on the same page, like, go away. Go away. Exactly. And I used to be so scared to just, like, tell my truth. But it's like, you have to. Yeah. It comes out regardless. Yeah. I think uh, it takes it takes age, though, to realize yeah. that. You have to hit your 30s and get in come into yourself more to to have the confidence to be like you know what <laughs> this is who I am and I don't care if you yeah, you're like, either gonna like it or not even the canceling thing last night like I used to feel so crazy if I was like what you're canceling 
But I just was like, no, this is wrong. And I was like, to be honest with you, I don't, I'm not going to give you another chance. I was like, we've been talking for a couple of weeks. You have not wanted to make this happen. I was like, I'm not mad and I wish you all the best, but you have shown me that my time isn't like, basically I just put a hard line. And so I think he realized and like came through, but I really wasn't going to give him another chance because I was just like, it's like life is short. And it's like, I am only talking to like one, maybe two at a time off the apps and if you show me that you're not consistent and that you don't want to make time for me, like, especially after this last three-year dude, I'm just out. And yeah. I think, like, in my 30s, I can say that. Whereas in my 20s, I feel like, like, the guys would just, it's all, you're crazy. and Or they go star. So, it, I don't know. And you hang on because you're like, no one's ever going to love me, you know. Well, and yeah, Like, well, I need to make this work. He's just tired. Maybe next week. But it's like, it's just not worth it, you know. Mm-mm. So what advice would you have for singles? Just to work on loving yourself. I feel like as more as we like manifest that energy and just like really love ourselves no matter what, um, it helps us attract it. And I feel like not that it's like on you if it's not happening. Like it's also like about not having shame and blaming and just, yeah, just, just like at the end of the day, anything can happen. Like you can fall in love and then they can die within a year. You know what I mean? Like anything can happen at the end of the day. We have to just like be able to like love our own company, love taking ourselves on dates, love reading, love spending time with ourselves. And so like the more you can cultivate that, I feel like the more, the better you're going to be in a relationship because at the, after that wears off and you're two years in, you have to like be able to do your own things and make your own self happy and have your own hobbies and joys to keep that relationship fulfilled. Cause that does wear off. And like you either leave the relationship or you're thinking, Oh, I love this person. They're not going to solve all my problems. Let's make this work. So that would be in my advice is just focus on yourself. Don't even focus on finding someone. Um, yeah. I mean, do, do a little lake work. Like I try to do the minimum of like, Oh, get on the apps once a month, at least try to go on one date a month, you know, yeah. cause I always look at it as like want versus need, right? Like you want somebody, but as once you start needing them, that's when you need to take a step back and, and look at your, you know, be happy with yourself. You shouldn't need anybody, you know, um, but it's nice to want somebody. It's fine. You know, like yeah. I want this person in my life and that's great. And they're like the icing on the cake, but yeah. And you're fulfilled, and then you can, how can I support this person? How can I show them love, not what can I get from them? And then exactly. hopefully they're fulfilled, and they do the same thing, and it's just mutually beneficial. I mean, that's the ideal relationship. It's just two people that want to be there for each other. Yeah. Guys, we're so old and wise. Probably. <laughs> we should have, like, white beards and cakes. Yeah. We totally yeah. know what we're talking about. Yeah. Totally. We should have, like, a big book and, like, flip it yeah. over. Like it says here. Yeah. <laughs> I think of wizards when people talk about wise, but I'm a weirdo. <laughs> the sex wizards. Yeah. We'll we'll have beards and mustaches soon enough. Like, isn't that in our eighties we start growing all that crazy extra? No, I've already hair. got that like peach fuzz on oh, my yeah, jawline, but it's I don't know, it might be from the Accutane, but Well, and there should be female wizards. I mean, why is my you know, like that just shows the patriarchy of our society that I even thought of a beard, you know? But, like, because witches are think, thought of, like, crazy. Like, they were right. learned 
mistake. Lizards are like the wise. But I'm going to start reframing that. I'm going to picture a beautiful wizard woman with no beard and beautiful white long hair. (laughs) She could totally have a beard if she wants anyway. Totally. Yeah, but doesn't have to. (laughs) But yeah, female wizard. We need more of those. We do. Come on, Disney. Get it together. Yes. Okay, well, I think that wraps up our time with Sheila. Thank you, um, Sheila. This has been so great, and I love your podcast, and I'm so happy that you, what you guys are doing, and this has been really fun. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. You're our first guest, so I'm excited about that. Yay. So be sure to listen to her podcast, Sex Angeles, every Tuesday, um, and you can find them on Facebook, and do you have – Any other socials with that, Sheila? Uh, Yeah. Well, the podcast is on um, Apple and Google and Breaker and all of those. I mean, I just pretty much everywhere anchor. Um, And then we're on Twitter at Sex Angeles Pod and Instagram at Sex Angeles. Um, And then, yeah, just listen. We shout out all the, the how to get hold of us and everything. I love that you're on Twitter at Sex Angeles Pod. But when I tried to do Blame It on the Badge, it narrowed it down to it vag <laughs> uh, yeah it's like why is your say like way cooler well or, i don't i feel like i wanted sex angeles and that was taken and then they they're not using it so i think we tried to contact them it didn't work and then it was either that like they wouldn't fit podcasts so it was like sex angeles one or sex angeles pod but i still think it sounds weird like a pod so, <laughs> with it like what are you gonna do you know but yeah, I think it's because they don't allow too long of lettering, so maybe yeah. they shortened it. But yeah. if you could have blame the vag, that would have been better. I know it didn't offer me that though; it only offered me it vag. <laughs> I like it vag. It vag. It vag. It pod. <laughs> it's better the way you say it, though, Abby. It vag. It vag. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I mean, mean just whatever it is, doesn't matter. If your fans love you, they're not going to care. doesn't matter. Our three fans. <laughs> We're way more popular on Facebook. <laughs> but I feel like everyone's always whining about Twitter on Facebook. I feel like hardly anyone goes on Twitter anymore. Yeah. Only fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just like it takes time to build, and I mean, we'll we'll have we have we don't have a ton of listeners, but we have way more than we have like social media followers, like almost a hundred times more. Like we'll have like ten, and then like I, th- I think we've gotten up to like a thousand per episode. But it, it's just it's always slow coming, it's always slow growing, and yeah, people don't want to go on Twitter, and if they do, they're not like, oh, where's that podcast I listened to? But get better about that, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> right. We post funny things. You want to follow us. Yes. Your life will be better if you follow us. We're wise old wizards. Wizard. Yes. She wizards. With wizard vaginas. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Those do have beards sometimes. It's okay. (laughs) So we have to do a disclaimer really quickly. Abby and I are not doctors. We're just librarians who like to research and talk about our weird vaginas. So don't take what we say as medical advice, even though we are wizards. Uh, do go to your doctor for your medical care. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Blame It on the Vag. You can find us um, 
on the web. We have a website, www.blameitonthevag.com. Uh, we Our podcast is available on Spotify and Anchor. We're trying iTunes. <laughs> We're not there yet. They don't like us. They keep they projecting like us. us. They don't like our logo. Well, thanks, you guys, so much. Thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll just say goodbye to our listeners. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.